0: E.M. Board Bombs. Now, here's Doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another E.M. Board Bombs episode. I'm your host, Blake Briggs, Iltafat Hussein not joining us today. I'm letting him off easy this time. This week, we're giving you yet another amazing preview of what you're missing, basically. What you're missing if you don't have EM Rapid Bombs. So today we'll be giving you another awesome preview of a full episode of what EM Rapid Bombs is like. So we'll be giving you one of our releases that's relatively popular and well-received by our premium subscribers, and we hope you enjoy it. Remember that EM Rapid Bombs is basically the premium version of our podcast, meaning that you get already the free handouts, the free podcast, but the premium subscribers get multiple two- to four-minute episodes where they get high yield questions in a board answer format. Basically, they get a multiple choice question. We read it off. It's just like the boards. No joking around. No hassle. We tell you what you need to know for the test, for real life, tell you why the answer choices are right or wrong, and then we give you this coaching where we tell you, okay, this is how the test is going to talk about it, and the test may or may not be wrong on this, but here's what we need to know for real life, too. Pretty sick. So that's what the special part about EM rapid bombs is. Nothing like it elsewhere on the planet. We're the only medical specialty question bank board podcast. So here it is. Check it out. Enjoy it. We'll see you next time. All right, next question. A 22-year-old female arrives with right lower quadrant abdominal pain. She is tachycardic on arrival to the ED in the 120s, and she is in acute pain. A CT scan is performed showing a large hemorrhagic right ovarian cyst. There is also abdominal-free fluid and active extravasation. Her blood pressure is normal and pregnancy test is negative. Which of the following is the best next step? Choice A, discharge home. Choice B, laparoscopy with OB-GYN. Choice C, laparotomy with general surgery. Choice D, admission to medicine for observation and pain control. correct answer here is going to be choice B, laparoscopy with OBGYN. So this patient has a hemorrhagic ovarian cyst. The vast majority of patients with ovarian cyst rupture have an uncomplicated course. They remain hemodynamically stable, and they're candidates for discharge without patient follow-up. However, there's some exceptions to this norm, and it's good we talk about them. First is the obvious one. Anyone with hemodynamic instability requires surgery. In particular, hemodynamic instability means Hypotension, the obvious one, but it also means tachycardia that doesn't resolve with IV fluids in the setting of active extravasation. However, in a healthy young patient, large blood loss that occurs quickly may not immediately cause a change in vital signs or anemia. So, you know, shockingly, blood transfusion may be needed, however, in about 53% in one study alone. So there will eventually be a change in hemoglobin in these patients, just maybe not in the ED at the time. Now, if your hospital cannot provide blood products or and or surgery, then you need to transfer, obviously. Another indication for surgery is a severe drop in the hemoglobin from prior measurements. This is less helpful because you and I both know that hemoglobins rarely change during acute blood loss. You're really just treating their vital signs in, at this case, or, you know, tachycardia or their hypotension. You would transfuse blood if you're worried about a hemorrhagic ovarian cyst and free fluid in the abdomen. So let's go over the answer choices here, and that'll help frame the options when you're dealing with these patients. Now, choice A was discharge home. Obviously, the wrong answer in any patient with a CT finding of active extravasation from hemorrhage. Patients with uncomplicated cyst rupture, however, can be discharged. Now, these are the vast majority of our ovarian cyst patients, right? These patients will have an ovarian cyst that bleeds a small or moderate amount, and the bleeding is self-limited and contained in the pelvis. These are patients without a significant drop in hemoglobin and normal vital signs, and their pain is pretty well controlled when you reassess them. Choice C was laparotomy with general surgery. Now, patients with hemorrhagic ovarian cysts and normal mentation do not need a laparotomy. Now, if the CT distinguishes that the cause of the patient's hemoperitoneum is from the ovarian cyst, you need to call GYN. They provide a much less invasive method of intervention, which is laparoscopy, and evacuation of the hemoperitoneum, keeping the ovary in most cases. And in a young female, that's very important, especially of childbearing age. Now, choice D was observation with medicine admission. This is a nebulous area. You're not going to be tested on it. Now, if the patient has stable vital signs and a stable hematocrit or hemoglobin, but maybe concerning findings on imaging for active extravasation, observation is fine here rather than immediate surgery. The patient can be hospitalized. It, you, know, you can give them fluid replacement, and they can be monitored with frequent vital signs and serial hemoglobin testing. They can also repeat the pelvic ultrasound, right, to evaluate for an increased volume of blood, and then they can decide to perform surgery if they need to. Let's do some coaching here. Now, ovarian cyst ruptures are divided into three types for the test, kinda of like we did a minute ago. By far, the most common cysts you will see clinically are uncomplicated and self-limited bleeding. These patients will look good, they're ambulatory, and they have normal vital signs usually. They can go home without consulting anyone. The second type are the obvious bleeding ones. These have tachycardia, hypotension, or both. And they may have an obvious finding of hemoperitoneum not just locally around the pelvis, but everywhere in the belly. These patients likely need a laparoscopy with GIN. Finally, the third group is one you'll never be tested on, and it's kind of the gray area, and you'll rarely see this clinically. These are the patients who just don't look safe to go home, and you know maybe their pain's not under control. Maybe they're borderline tachycardic, but normal hemoglobin and maybe they just need to be watched in the hospital. You're going to observe these patients, and not necessarily admit to medicine. It just depends on your hospital rules. Maybe GYN would gladly take these patients. It just depends. There's no set criteria here, and it just depends where you work. But this was the least tested of those three groups. Just remember the top two we talked about, the people going to surgery and the people going home, and that's all you need to know about hemorrhagic ovarian cysts.